Hello and welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. My name is Oscar Essexon and this podcast is brought to you by TNT Fitness. We are sponsored by Whoop. If you want to measure your recovery, you need to do that with the Whoop strap. If you go to join.whoop.com slash TNT, you'll get the strap for free and you'll get the first month off. This measures your sleep, your workouts. It puts it all together and it gives you a score. It really breaks down the sleep and gives you tons of details as well. You probably know how many hours you get, but how many of those are light sleep, REM sleep, and deep sleep. This thing breaks it down. Maybe you can have some caffeine in the afternoon and still fall asleep, but if you're not using this thing, can you really tell if you're getting enough REM sleep or not? So use the Whoop strap, the code join.whoop.com slash TNT, first uh, month for free and the strap for free. Couple of quick housekeeping notes before we get into the topic for today. You can still get a gift card. Today is the 21st. If you listen to this right as the episode comes out, the gift card could be for someone you know goes to the gym or maybe someone that's been talking about joining a gym. It could be for a membership, personal training, nutrition services, whatever you think they want to use. A gift card is a great gift for someone. The kids program is starting back up again pretty soon. This starts on January 5th and it's an eight-week session. If you have any questions about the kids program, Ashley's in charge of this. Email ashley at tnt.fit and she'll get you or your kids signed up for the kids classes. And we also have a New Year's nutrition challenge. This is with Coach Lindy. There's the option of focusing on losing inches or improving your performance. If you have any questions about the nutrition challenge, contact lindy at tnt.fit and she'll get you signed up. Today's topic is going to be about sports psychology. There's tons of different things we can talk about and cover. If you like this topic and you want to hear more about it, you can send me some questions maybe or just let me know that you like the sports psychology series and we'll keep it going and do a couple more parts of this thing. Today, I want to talk about the importance of having a pre-shot routine. I'm going to use golf as a big reference point, but all these things can be applied to CrossFit or basketball, baseball, or doing a presentation at work. Today, with the pre-shot routine, I'm talking about the thing you do before you swing a golf golf club or lift a barbell or throw a baseball. If you watch the best people, they always do exactly the same thing before they perform the thing they're trying to do. So let's say we take a pitcher from the Cardinals. I can't name a single pitcher, so I'm just going to say pitcher from the Cardinals. I can guarantee that they have a very, very similar setup each time. The way they stand, grip the baseball, they have something else to do. Maybe it's a small idiosyncrasy that they're known for, but they do the same thing so that once they do that pre-shot routine, they fall into the automatic mode of the thing they've been practicing over and over and over again. If you do something new each time, I see this all the time at the gym when I have a new beginner and we try to do some cleans or do some snatches. If you grip the barbell in a different spot every single time, each lift is going to feel weird and different. This is where the consistency is going to help you perform better. This only works if you actually use your pre-shot routine when you practice as well. A quote that I really like is, Amateurs practice until they get it right, and professionals practice until they can't get it wrong. 
let's say you're at the gym. Let's take Courtney as an example. She's over in the corner lifting by herself. She's working on snatches and they're getting pretty heavy. She's going to approach the same uh, the bar the same way. She's going to put on her belt the same way. She's going to stomp her feet the same way. She's going to wiggle her shoulders and pick the same spot that she's looking at across the room. When she does that, in practice, it makes the lifts. Does the routine, makes the lift. If you keep doing that over and over and over again, once it's go time, once you have a dozen people watching you, once you have a hundred people watching you, once there's a gold medal on the line and it's easy to get wrapped up in the nerves and the pressure, if you just go back to that thing that you always do before you perform, you're automatically gonna hook yourself up to those grooves in your brain that have been practiced your body knows exactly what to do you might even check out of the whole thing altogether this is called the zone where you're not really even paying attention to what's going on it's just automatic because you've done it so many times so if you do the pre-shot routine well in the gym when you practice once you get to the actual competition it's gonna help your uh, body and mind remember what you need to do it's going to be automatic and it's going to be effortless next time you're watching a big sporting event maybe it's tiger woods or tom brady or steph curry or pick whoever athlete that you like that you think is pretty awesome watch what they do right before they swing or they throw it's always the same it's super consistent and that's going to build the Quality reps in practice and outside of practice is going to help you perform better. Most people can't do this in practice because it takes a lot of extra effort. Let's say I'm at the driving range and I'm hitting golf balls. I can just stand right in front of the balls. I can hit one, scoop another one up, hit one, scoop another one up, hit one, and go through tons and tons of golf balls like that. But what would create even more consistency and effort and quality practice would me would be me teeing one up stepping behind the golf ball, picking a spot to aim at, picking a spot in front of the golf ball, then stepping next to it, lining up my feet with this line, checking my grip, looking at the target, going back down, and then executing. That takes a lot of extra steps and consistency, but that is what's gonna separate someone that is very consistent once it's time to perform under pressure compared to someone that is gripping the barbell closer and then wider and then having a different setup each time. If I ask you right now, explain to me what you do right before a one rep max back squat. What do you do? The barbell's loaded, it's sitting on the squat rack, you're about to go for a new one rep max. What do you do right before you lift? If you don't know what you do right before, if you just walk underneath it, bring it out and go for it, hit and hope, that's okay, it just means you're more of a new beginner, but if you're someone that's more serious about lifting and you've been doing it for a while, you should know the exact steps. You should know that you tighten up the belt a certain way, you put your hand on the knurling on the right side, on the left side, you double check everything, you get the same placement on your back and get your feet underneath you before you bring it out. These are all basic things that you're probably doing already, but even just the slightest difference from lift to lift it's going to be the thing that makes you feel very comfortable on one of them and very uncomfortable on the next one. In this pre-shot routine, you might have one or two technique details that you're working on. As a rule of thumb, the farther you're away from a competition, the more you can focus on technique. But once you get closer to the competition, the less you should be focusing on the technique. 
if you're a day before a competition, there's no video analysis, there's no changing anything, there's no moving things around, everything's set already, everything is done. I see this all the time going to weightlifting competitions, you're back behind the platform, people are warming up, someone starts missing a few lifts, and then all of a sudden the coach jumps in and gives someone three, four, five different things to think about and to do. At this point, you need to keep it as simple as possible. Everything looks great, everything's awesome. All you need to focus on is being aggressive and performing. If you're further out from competition, now you can talk a little bit more about uh, the swing details and the things you're trying to change with your lifting or your throw. But ideally, closer to the competition, less technique. Further away from the competition, more technique. Next time you're in the gym and you're doing something that requires a little bit more effort and heavy lifting, think about it. Do you have a pre-shot routine? Does it change every time? Try and figure out what works for you and then stick with it. So pre-shot routine, super important. Another quick little sports psychology thing, this is a broader topic but I'm just gonna gloss over it today, is overall, Things that you can control versus things you can't control. You can't spend too much time on the stuff you can't control. So the weather, you can't control it. You can make sure that you have an umbrella with you and that you got your rain gloves. You can't control what the competition is doing, but you can control how you're moving and what your form looks like. If you start worrying about things that you don't have any control of, that's when you feel anxious, that's when it's not fun to compete, and that's when you live rent-free in someone else's head. Focus on the stuff that you have control over, and that's all that you can do. This weekend, there was a professional golf event. This was a little bit more laid back and relaxed than usual because it was a pro-am, and it was professionals playing with their uh, kids, which was pretty fun to see. and. This one was exciting because Tiger Woods was back in action. He got injured a year ago. He almost had his leg amputated, but he's been rehabbing, and this was the first time we've seen him back on the golf course hitting some full shots and doing really well. But something that was super impressive as well was Charlie Woods. Charlie Woods is Tiger's son. He's 12 years old, and he did phenomenally. It's one thing to have a good swing, when you're 12 years old, I've seen that a million times. I've, I've played with people that had great swings when they're very young kids. But the way he performed when there was pressure, when there was uh, a tons of cameras and media attention, he didn't buckle at all. And Tiger talked about this a little bit after they played, and it's something they've been working on for a while. Tiger said that they've been working on a few things that Tiger did with his dad, Earl Woods. And one very important thing is that it doesn't matter if you're playing with buddies or if you're in a local tournament or if you're in front of thousands of people's cameras, other professionals dying to see Tiger Woods come back and now you're a 12 year old kid playing with him and almost winning the whole tournament. And Tiger said it doesn't matter for all those con conditions if it's with the buddies, the local tournament, the big event it's still the same shot. The golf ball is just sitting there. It's not doing anything, it's not going anywhere. All those other things, the fans, the crowds, everything that's at stakes, it doesn't matter, it's all up to you. I thought this was super fascinating because this makes practice shots more important. 
when you practice on the range when you with and when you're out with your buddies it's the same condition it's just sitting there it's not doing anything it's all up to you and then once it's really go time and it's for medals and trophies and millions of dollars it's the same thing it's just sitting there it's not doing anything it's all up to you and I thought that was a pretty powerful thing of making sure that you don't get overwhelmed by the competition and that you make practice as important as possible this can be applied directly to CrossFit let's say you're doing a workout there's a 135 pound barbell sitting on the ground it's just sitting there it's not doing anything and it's all up to you same thing applies if it's a random 4 p.m. workout on a Tuesday or if it's the final workout in the CrossFit Open and you have a shot of qualifying for a bigger stage. It doesn't matter. It's the same 135 pound barbell. It's just sitting there. It's not doing anything and it's all up to you. You have the control of focusing, going through your pre-shot routine, executing, being aggressive, and giving it your best. The quote of the week is, when you think that it's too hard, remember that in the long run, doing the things that will make you successful is a lot easier than being unsuccessful. Pretend like I told you right now to go outside and run a mile. You'd get sweaty, you'd get tired, you'd be a little bit uncomfortable, but you could do it. Something that wouldn't be just uncomfortable, but would be truly difficult is if you weren't able to run a mile at all. Doing Turkish get-ups at the gym, it's slow, it's not the fun, most fun exercise ever too, it's a little bit uncomfortable, but it's a million times better than getting on the ground and not being able to get back up again. When you think that it's too hard, remember that in the long run, doing the things that will make you successful is a lot easier than being unsuccessful. We've got some holiday hours coming up at the gym. The podcast is going to take a week break as well, and I will talk to you guys next in 2022. Have a great day.